I'm Shannon Paradis, the host and founder of Learn, Laugh, Leap. This podcast is centered around health and wellness, the pursuit of happiness, and journey to finding your true calling, which is why today I'm talking to Jody McKee. She's the owner of a holistic boutique called Jewelweed in Wyzetta, Minnesota, and I want to find out more about her road to opening the shop and how she's connected to the earth and all of its benefits to us. Let's jump right in. Just tell me about your background and what provoked you to open this shop? So Jewelweed is sort of like a culmination of a bunch of my experiences. So I've had a retail shop before. I was an interior designer and I've worked for a bunch of small businesses. I actually have a business degree, but my hobby for the last 16 years have been health and wellness and mm-hmm. herbs. When I started teaching three or four years ago, I would send people links to be like, <laughs> okay, well you can buy this here. And if you get this online and you might be able to find this, and then they'd be running all over trying to find the stuff that I was telling them to get. <sighs> and so I was like, well, maybe I should open a store, but that kind of sat with me for two years. And I went to that space in Wyzetta, although it was December and the lake was frozen and the space was all dirty and the carpet was stained and it, you know, it smelled like coffee, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And so <laughs> this mess is perfect for right. me. Yes. Yeah. And it's tiny, it's little, but my stuff is little that I sell. And, and so now when I teach classes, I can just say like, here's some stuff. And then if they want other things, I can direct them somewhere else, but at mm-hmm. least I have like a good base of the tools I was talking about mm-hmm. and things I was telling people to try or get. Jody taught a class out of her house for three years and would teach anything from winter health and wellness or a class on anxiety, which herbs to use for anxiety. She essentially would cater her classes to whatever people told her that they wanted to learn more about. And my first class I ever had, I remember I sent out an email and I was scared and I had literally 35 people sign up for my class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I split the class in two and I, I think I even had more Holy people show smokes. up and that was a winter health and wellness. And that was the two-page document, at least, of where you could get the stuff I was telling people to get for their winter medicine cabinet. And nobody would do it. I mean, that's what happened. You make it too hard. You know, I'd be like, oh, it's so easy, but you have to order online. And and so it wasn't as easy as I had wanted it to be. So now I feel like with a bunch of things in one place, it's a little bit easier. I should tell everyone I walked into the store just to meet Jody. The store was busy, but it was a rainy day. And you weren't expecting anyone. And the store is gorgeous, and you get free smells. It's (laughs) It smells so good in there, and it's sitting on lakefront of Lake Minnetonka, and there's all kinds of goodies in there. I could literally spend hours in there, and people were asking her all the same questions, so I feel kind of bad in making her do it again, but I also want to get the word out about what you're doing, because I feel like there's a shift that's happening in certain places, and I feel like Wyzetta is a great place to do it, because like you told me, there's a salt cave spot next door, and all these different holistic things popping up, which I think people are really getting into now. Right. So you're doing it at a great time and in, a, in an awesome location. What do people see when they first walk in and what are they kind of drawn to? The smell is what you pointed out. Yeah. And so we often get people that just say like, I don't know what this is, but I can smell it outside and I just need to come and find <laughs> out. And there's smells. lots of little bottles and a lot of little things. If you do come in, like I encourage you to ask because there's, you know, a section for flower essences and a section for herbal remedies and a section for 
for essential oils and natural skincare. We have crystals and some jewelry. And so there's all different things. And if you don't know what it is, that's like the best opportunity to ask and learn a little bit and find something new, I think. Which so. from what I was eavesdropping in on, it sounded like you knew what you were talking about. I mean, there's <laughs> there were people asking about cramps or I don't even know what. You were spot on and so knowledgeable. So it was really fun to hear. This isn't just like plop the products down and hope for the best. Like you really have this strong foundation, right? Yes. I have three boys. Mm -hmm. They're 12, 18, and 21. So by raising my boys with herbs and natural health and helping my friends, that's how I learned. That's the best way. Like you can read it all in a book, but until you like have really practical experience and like give this herb to this person, this happens. Everybody is different too. And so things can react a little bit differently. So it's every single person and every sing- with every single herb, like you learn something new about it. And yeah. it's kind of like a creative practice yeah. too. Yeah. She said to trust your instincts as a parent and remember that everyone might react a little bit differently to certain foods or herbs. Trust that. Trust your observations and yeah. know that they're true and then just keep looking until you find the explanation that makes sense. Can we take a deeper dive into your one son that has the allergies and asthma? Yeah. That's kind of the root of where your exploration into herbal medicine came from, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's 21, starting at six weeks old. I remember he had a cold and back then they were doing immunizations right at six weeks. So I had my mm-hmm. six week old baby who already has a cold and he got shots and he got really sick. It always went to his lungs. Starting from three months, he was wheezing and on the nebulizer. And so that literally lasted until he was five. He would be staying in the hospital several times, like being on, they do steroids. At that time, what was your deduction about what was going on? Well, they said he had RSV when he was really young and that it had damaged his lungs. By the time he was five, they said he's probably going to have it forever. Like I remember he just stayed at the hospital again for like another five days and the young doctor intern whatever he was said you know this no is experience. gonna be yeah you know this is gonna be for the rest of your oh, life he said oh my you gosh just have, that's the worst yeah, diagnosis like really I know and it's scary and so we used to go to the emergency room I mean all the time I'd had to call 911 once because he wasn't breathing and I always did everything the doctors told me to do but when he was five I said well I'm gonna go to the Mayo Clinic they had given him 25 allergy shots in his arm oh. I remember saying like well, when he eats pizza, we're much more likely to go to the emergency room that night. Mm. And she said, well, look, he was tested for dairy and gluten, and he's not allergic to it. And I said, yeah, but I know that when he eats it, my husband will say, don't feed it to him because we're going to end up in the hospital Mm. tonight if we do. And so she said, well, what he eats has nothing to do with his health. And so that was just the one statement (laughs) that changed my life because I knew it was not true. So I went to the library, I went to the bookstore, I learned about what a healthy house meant. I learned about air quality. At that time, Jody had a contract to build a new home. And the agreement stated that the building materials are known to be harmful to the very young and elderly and anyone with a compromised immune system. So with the research Jody had done on living in a healthy home and what good air quality meant for someone with asthma, she had to find a different place for her family to live. We ended up moving to a different house. It was a healthier house that met a bunch of criteria that I had studied and, and it so helped. can you so. share some of the criteria one of the things was making sure that you had a house that didn't have mold in it and that there could have been mold in that first house that we lived in when he was little. We moved into a house that the original owners had built in the 60s. They never had water in the basement. Everything was meticulously kept. It had mm-hmm. baseboard heating so it doesn't have the forced air. If you don't have an air exchanger or air purifier like some of that air can be irritating to you know my son's lungs who were already yeah. irritated. Every day he was having problems breathing and so I needed to go what could yeah. I do to have All this out. be the cleanest. Yep we got rid of 
of our dog because that could be an irritant. Like anything that was an irritant. Well, your dog. Yes. But we did all that and we saw some improvement. But where the biggest improvement came is when we started, well, we did go off dairy and gluten and we started on herbs. Elderberry is one that tonifies and helps number one, fight off colds, but also helps the whole respiratory systems. Is it in tea or an oil? You can get it in a syrup, or now they have a juice that I like to have people take if they're prone to getting sick or even want to prevent illness. So you just take a little bit of that every day as kind of a preventative for my son. What ultimately ended up happening with Jody's son after all of her efforts is what she describes as a healing crisis, which is a temporary worsening of symptoms that occurs when the body is going through the process of healing itself through the elimination of toxins. Her son had a terrible cold with fits of coughing and mucus buildup that came out, and he never had asthma again after that. If you could see his bedroom right now, he's probably got 20 herbs on his dresser. I get a bunch of his friends coming into the store saying like, Alec told me to come down and get this. So Alex said that we should take this. And so you've really rubbed off on your son in a good way in your household. And Jody was telling me about this earlier about how she actually had people come in and literally she was opening her cabinets for them to show them what's in there. So can you share with us what that looks like? Yes. If you open it, some things might fall out because it's so stuffed full of things, but it's all tincture bottles, some dried herbs, jars of plants like calendula or yarrow. So, and we I don't even know that powders. sounded like a different language. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what that stuff is. What was the first one you said? Calendula? Calendula. Yeah, they're little pretty orange flowers. I have jars and tincture bottles and lots of homemade stuff. In my garden, in the back, I have over 50 medicinal plants and some of them are weeds. Oh. So some, I mean, dandelion okay. is a medicinal plant. So yeah. you have some in your yard too. Yep. And I tincture and make a lot of my own homegrown medicine or homegrown apothecary, How I like cool to say is it. that? So yeah. do you have any of your homemade stuff in the store? I wish. So I'm trying to get a license for that, but it's... I didn't it, know you had to have a license. Yes. So yes. I have to have a different, a separate license to kind of bottle and make my own okay. tinctures because people take them in their mouths. I do have some of my salves actually from some of the plant material grown in my yard. We have a couple spray topicals that are from my yard that people can use, but anything that goes into your mouth right now, I'm buying from somebody else because I can't make my own yet or I'm not allowed to sell my own yet, but I'm working toward that. That's so cool. Yeah. So what are some, or maybe just one success story that you've seen from either somebody coming into the store, seeking help from you, and how their life has improved? Well, I have a good story. She's a designer. She came to me because her son was scheduled to get tubes put in his ears, and I'd never, you know, met him before. She just said, we're scheduled for this, but is there anything you could do to help us because he's had cold after cold and he keeps getting these ear infections and he needs to get his tubes in. So I gave her the calendula, which is what I talked about before. Yeah. We put the balm kind of around his ears and he would take one or two drops a day. That's it, under his tongue. His ear infections went away. In what period of time? Maybe a month out on her surgery date. And so then she pushed it out and then they kept working. And so she pushed it out again. And then she actually postponed it till the next year. I think she wrote on our Facebook page, we avoided surgery because of this. And it's this wow. easy, it's super easy remedy. Just putting stuff by your ears. It's just a little balm. It, it increases the circulation. We call it a lymphatic, which when anything gets stuck or stagnant, that's mm -hmm. where it would cause infection. And so if that's happening in your ears, that's why the fluid is in there and it's causing infection. So if we can just get that fluid to kind of move out and circulate in the body the way it should be, it will unclog the ears. And That's amazing. Yeah. So it's and so fun. he never had to get tubes. He never had to. They were oh, so cute. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and so gosh. she's now started to learn to make some of her own remedies and some of her own medicine just because like that changes you, right? When you get totally. To, yeah. Yeah. When you see results like 
like that. I asked Jodi if she had any suggestions for dizziness that I often get, which she pointed out can often be caused by stress. She suggested a category of herbs called adaptogens, which help cope with stress. And so oftentimes just using those in your smoothie or making a drink out of it or making a tea, drinking a tea with it can just be enough that then you don't, your body doesn't go into that place where it gets dizzy. I have a good story to cool. explain that a yeah. little bit. So I'm 47. I'm going to be entering menopause pretty soon. So mm-hmm. oftentimes people say like people my age, like, what do you do about night sweats? Or what do you do about hot flashes? I sometimes will get a hot flash or a night sweat. But what's happened is when I'm under stress, then that's when I'm starting to get a hot flash or night sweats mm-hmm. or any of that. But if I can instead make sure I'm drinking my teas and having my smoothies with some of those adaptogenic herbs in it, then I don't get to the place where I'm having the night sweats or hot flashes. So I'm not treating those because we do have herbs that treat those specifically, but maybe I can even like before that, mm-hmm. you know, so and yeah, being proactive, right. Yeah. And just help my, help my body cope. It's actually more effective to take the adaptogens to help my body just to be aware. Oh, I'm stressed. I need this extra support right now. Where can I find the time in my schedule or mm-hmm. what can I do to take care of myself? Because if I'm having a night sweat or a hot flash, then I know like, oops, I'm a little bit out of balance and I don't take an herb for that. Instead, I go back and take something or adjust my schedule so I'm not as busy. So I'm not making myself sick. So some of the common adaptogens that you might know are ginseng, holy basil, licorice root, and cordyceps mushrooms. Has there been a favorite item in the store that people kind of gravitate toward? The biggest surprise are those crystals in the back. Oh, so right now, like, we have really? this table of crystals. I went to the Tucson Rock and Gem Show in February with my husband, hmm. who's like a CPA. Who even knew there was yeah. a Rock and yes. Gem Show? Oh, yes. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> it takes over the whole city of Tucson. Wow. It's super funny. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not glamorous either. Like you're sweaty, you're all dirty, you're digging through these dirty bins of rocks. And I picked out all these crystals and for sure I sold through them probably in the first month. Like, and I. No way. Yes. So that's been my biggest surprise. Like, and what is it about the crystals? that people are intrigued by. I have collected rocks my entire life. I have rocks in almost every coat pocket that I own. <laughs> my kids and my husband climbed the Grand Teton and both my sons individually without knowing the other did brought me rocks from the top. I mean, oh, they're like that's so sweet. Yes. My mom on the very first day when the store opened cuz I had the crystals there and my mom was saying to all the people, "Well, when Jody was little cuz we lived in Northeast Minneapolis, we had a rock parking lot at the end of our block and I would pick rocks and then I would go around in the wagon and sell them and the neighbors would graciously buy them from me." And so my mom would say, <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's been selling rocks since she's been five. <laughs> so it works with the store. It's just a natural transition. People are using them. They're giving them as gifts. I had a woman come in today that has a little bowl, and she just wanted to fill them up. Her room is blue, and she wants a bunch of blue crystals in there, and she thinks they're beautiful, and they make mm-hmm. her feel good. And I always like to think, use them like you would fresh flowers. They give a little bit of vitality. There's a little color. There's sparkle. If you want, you can dive into the metaphysical qualities of them, but I mm-hmm. think they're just fun. And my younger son... Actually, when he was little, he was always just a little kind of hyper at school. So I would put any rocks from the yard in his pockets to like weigh him down a little oh, bit. Weigh him down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say play with, but no, no, just keep him grounded. Just weigh him down. <laughs> so we've always been rock collectors. So Is there one crystal that people are particularly drawn to in the store? We've sold a ton of rose quartz. So rose quartz is a pink quartz. If you kind of read about it, what they'll talk about is the energy or the vibration of that. It's unconditional love of self and others. It has this peaceful vibe to it. Are the crystals then, because this is uh, such a surprising thing to you in the store, is that your favorite thing 
I love all the stuff I have in the store. I like all the body care stuff. I really like the incense, but most of the stuff in the store I've used in some capacity or, or another, and I really liked them. But the plants are always what I resonate with the most yeah. and where I think there's so much healing and so much that people can learn and they're fun. It sounds like you're seeing great traffic and people are really enjoying what they're seeing in the store. What is the most resounding comment that you've heard? Yeah, we get all the time. I've never seen a store like this. I love this. This is beautiful. How'd you get this idea? And thank you for opening. And even some of the books that they picked up are like, this is making a really big difference in my life. I had a woman this morning that said that. Yeah. She said, this is, you just don't understand what this is doing for me. So that's amazing. It's so gratifying. And it takes some real gumption to go out and open a storefront and you don't really know I mean, you have ideas uh, and hopes for what it can be, but you don't really know until you open it. So talk me through that process, the day of opening or like days before, what's going through your head? We were having a little problem opening because our sign contractor was missing in action. We didn't know where he was. He was not returning my phone calls. Oh my gosh. So we're trying to call him. We're trying to open. And I kept saying, well, I'm not going to open without a sign. And then all of a sudden the sign got up. He didn't even tell me the sign was going to be up. I just drove by and the sign happened to be up. So I said, oh, we're opening tomorrow. So I didn't do any of what you're supposed to do. I didn't plan a grand opening. I just did a Facebook post. But my mom came in with me and I was thinking before my mom got there, literally I was just super scared out of my mind. I was thinking, I don't even have to open the store. I could just put, you know, Let's just call this a whole thing off. I know, put paper over the windows again and just like call the lady and be like, I changed my mind. I'm too afraid. And instead my mom got there and she's like, okay, let's open the doors. And you know, she opens the doors and and then the whole day was such a blur. I can't even remember what happened. Do you remember if there were a lot of people that came in? A ton of people. Lots of people I knew. Lots of new people. So it was good. It was really good. But I did, I was scared to death. Let's talk about some of the events in the past and maybe that are coming up that you hold in and out of the store. Yes. We have a little table in the back. It seats eight. And we've done things like tincture making, which is, again, making your own medicine. We've did salve making, so you use fresh plant material for both of those. One of the women that works for me, she's an organic herb farmer, so she brings her yeah, she brings her flowers, and then we make medicine out of them. We've had a couple plant walks. Shyla is another herbalist that works for us. She did a calendula class. We have a a woman who is a doctor down at Whittier, and she's going to come and is trained in herbal medicine, too, and talk about kind of menopausal years and how... A lot of times women want to think about things they can do right when they hit menopause and after, but she's saying all the changes actually happen in the years preceding. And so Mm -hmm. it's those kind of early 40s that you want to focus on and start using the herbs and helping your body kind of balance out actually before you hit menopause. Okay, and then there was also the event that I missed, which I was so disappointed about because I really wanted to go. My favorite item that I saw while I was browsing is the Book of Beasties, your A to Z guide to the illuminating wisdom of spirit animals by Sarah Seidelman. Did she come in? Oh my God, she did. Yeah. How amazing was she? Because you said that she had done lectures and speeches before. She actually just lives in Duluth. This is her fourth book. The one before this was called Swimming with Elephants. It says on the cover, my journey from physician to healer. She is not practicing medicine anymore. She is doing this shamanic healing is what she calls it and talking to people about animals and what they might mean and how they show up in your life and how they can bring about healing. And she's beautiful and she's got this coral outfit on and she's got all this fun (laughs) stuff and she's having people pick cards and talking about how wild animals show up in your life and give you messages. So it's super fun. And everyone's like, I saw this this morning or this animal came here and then you know she's got this whole book where you can look up each animal and say what does that mean yeah. or did it resonate for you at all 
So I am into nature. My yard is my sanctuary. And so yesterday we're sitting at the table and I see this deer and she's really close. And so she just stared at me while she was munching actually on jewelweed. She's eating the jewelweed in my yard looking at me. So does that mean that that's your spirit animal? So how Sarah says it is no, but each animal like might have a message for you or something Mm -hmm. about that day. When I was opening up the store, this owl kept hanging around in the back. So it'd be the middle of the day and the owl is right in this tree right next to my patio. It looks like it's staring right at you or my kids would see it and I wouldn't and they'd yell, mom, the owl's back. But I had seen it like in the middle of the day, a circle and then I saw it like dive down and get an animal. And then I actually had a massage that day and the masseuse lady said, I see owls all around you today. What does the owl mean? Yeah, I think the owl just has to do with wisdom. What I know about an owl and what maybe it was representing or telling me, just go back to what you know, ground into your wisdom. You can get caught up in all this like craziness. You're opening the store. I can't follow my intuition when everything is so busy and that is where my true wisdom lies. So if everything is too busy and it's too crazy and I'm just in that reactive mode, I cannot connect to my true wisdom. I can't follow my intuition. I can't even hear anything. So it's like, calm down, go sit in the yard. That's when I did sit in the yard and then the owl started circling and I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. God. Yeah, so anyway, How I think, cool. so I do love the idea of animals showing up and mm-hmm. having messages messages for us. So what is jewelweed? Jewelweed is, so it's a wildflower native to Minnesota. It's in okay. bloom right now. It grows a couple feet, maybe three feet tall and it has really little, really nondescript orange flowers and it's they call it spotted touch me not it's in the inpatients mm-hmm. family but it likes to grow in wet shady areas which okay. is my whole yard so what it really is like it's a poison ivy remedy that's oh. what people use it for a lot when I was pregnant with my youngest son my kidney function was off and so they put me in high risk I was going to turn 35 which then mm-hmm. right they put you on that like high risk after that yeah. yeah my kidney function was off and I was having to see a nephrologist every month and so I was taking jewelweed from the advice of my teacher and you just take a couple drops a day but it worked and so my kidney function improved I actually got off high risk so jewelweed when I was thinking about naming the business I'd already used it and had used it for several months and really liked it and that name just it just like showed up I didn't brainstorm I didn't think about anything else it was like oh if I have a store this is the name yeah I asked Jody if there was anything else she wanted to share with our audience and her clientele about her store Yeah, so, well, a couple things that we've been thinking about. I have a bunch of books, a curated collection of books in the store, and so people have been coming in and buying a book and then coming back and buying three books and then coming back and buying (laughs) a couple more. Yeah, so we've talked a little bit about maybe doing a book club. That could be something that could be fun. One of my goals with the store is just to bring people together and to form a community kind of around this natural health and this empowerment of the person to choose what is healthy for them. So giving people that confidence, whatever that might might mean, I'm just trying to figure out exactly what does the community building look like and what do people need? What are they craving? People have been asking me a lot of questions about the books, but I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun to sit down with a group of women and talk about this and not just hear what I have to say about it? Diving a little bit deeper into herbal medicine and how people become much more interested in the winter when, when people tend to get a little bit sick. So mm-hmm. that will be fun, I think, for us is to teach people, you know, what Bring to do. Bring all these sick people right. in. <laughs> Let me help you. Yeah, and help them tell them what to get at the grocery store and what kinds of foods to eat. And it's fun because when you have an experience and you heal faster or something happens, a lot of times people are like, I don't know what happened, but I only had that cold for a day or I didn't really get sick. But then when they start to realize like the plants are helping them, it's really fun. And I think it's a, a great opportunity for us to just teach them more because people are like, okay, if they can 
you know, help me stop my cold or help my cough, then what else could it do? And most of the pharmaceuticals that we have are based off of plant material. But what happens is you can't patent a plant. So yarrow or calendula, yeah. like I was talking about, you can't patent it. There's not a ton of research done on it. But what they do is they take constituents from a plant and either change it around a little bit or they'll make it super concentrated and then they can patent that and then they'll do hmm. the research on that and sell it as a drug or a cure for whatever that is. Okay. So the balancing action that a lot of plants have. Is, I just love to use them. They do so many things yeah. and can support people in their health in so many ways. So. so if someone's just starting out on their wellness journey with plants, what resource or book would you recommend? Yeah, I, we have a couple in the store for beginners. Like there's a Rosemary Gladstar book. Actually, she's got two of them that I think are really nice and easy, have really great pictures, start with 20 like kind of easy plants to work with. Some of them, which you can get at the grocery store, which include like rosemary and thyme and what those can be used for. Some of them are easy to grow in your garden. Some of them are weeds like dandelion and plantains. We'll have a plant walk this fall to walk around and like hear about what these weeds, because that's what we're going to be pointing out is just what the weeds can do for you and how you use them. And like a book like Rosemary Gladstar's book, once you can identify the weeds, then it gives you projects and little things you can do to... Is she local? No. So Rosemary Gladstar, she would be considered kind of like the grandmother of what we call herbalism. I think she's probably in her 70s. She lives on the East Coast now. I had taken a plant lover's journey with her to Italy a couple years ago. And so spent 10 days with like 15 women and her. And she's so amazing and smart and has so much knowledge. She's written several books on it. And she's just this motherly person that has you know shared all of her recipes and all of her knowledge and kind of like the head of what's happening today that's amazing yeah I would love to check out her book and thank you so much for doing this with me it's exciting to see powerful strong women in particular just taking flight and putting yourself out there and also sharing a gift really with the community so well if there's one can I just yeah please because if there's one thing I can say it's about people just like what you just said empowerment because there is this idea especially with healthcare that we don't know or we're not the experts but we are the experts of our own body and a lot of times as being a mother you you know what's happening with your kids and so trust that and put more merit or weight into that rather than a stranger that you might walk into their office and see them for five minutes and they tell you something completely different be in charge of your body notice what happens when you eat something when you take something when you take an herb pay attention to what's happening and also trust yourself and trust your intuition and don't get too afraid these are our bodies we have the ultimate say and so if we can own that and understand that which I had given my power away to a lot of people always telling me what I should be doing or what my body needed or even reading a book and feeling like oh that doesn't feel exactly right but now that I can eat a food and know like oh I want more of that and that feels really good and I don't even need to know why anymore I'll Mm -hmm. just keep giving that to my body until it doesn't want it anymore and so trusting yourself and your intuition and following what that says and being in charge of your body and your health care is there a power food for you give my body more of this yes yes okay well you'll love this because it's chocolate yes (laughs) speaking about love language I know So the raw form of chocolate is cacao. What I'm drink, but I've been drinking every morning is, and actually I have it in the store. It's 80% cacao. I cut out coffee a couple of years ago, but there's nothing as satisfying as like coffee in the morning. But now yeah. I've, this cacao, it makes me feel so good. I feel really grounded. It balances out my blood sugar. I drink it every day on my way to work. It's Love it. It's 80% cacao. And what's the 20%? Eight, well, I think there's like some coconut sugar in there. It's oh not really sugary gosh. though. It's more of, of a bitter. It's hot chocolate without the sugar in it. This so is this... a dream come true, Jody. <laughs> chocolate? Yes. That I can just say, 
It's cacao. It's yes. It's, it's cacao. Come on. And I've been doing so cacao, and then the acai bowls this summer have oh been super gosh. good. I make them. You can just get the frozen yes. acai, and then you just whip up your own batter and then put all these fruits on top. And then I do put the raw cacao again on that. I put some pecan chocolate nut butter in the base and a little almond oh. milk and whip that up, and then you put fresh fruit on top with a little bee pollen and a little cacao. How long does this <laughs> take? This sounds like a real like, masterpiece. It might take like 15 minutes, but oh. it's so worth it. <laughs> The cacao drink that you were talking about, is that also something that you make yourself? Yeah, so I have the mix that I actually drink every single morning we have in the store. You put about two tablespoons of this mix of this chocolate at the bottom of your cup. I just heat up hot water and put that in there and then whip it up with one of those little frother things. So it takes two minutes when I'm running out the door. It's packed with vitamins and minerals. I am oftentimes anemic. It's really high in iron. I can tell it's really good for me. And like last summer, it was Tulsi, which is holy basil, which is a it's a form of basil, but you make tea, you can make pesto out of it. It's, it's a sacred herb. They have used in India for thousands and thousands of years and it falls in that adaptogenic category. Well, last summer, every single day, maybe twice a day, I was eating and drinking and cooking with Tulsi. And so this summer I'm still Never doing it. Heard I of this. Oh my gosh. So, so much yeah, I don't yeah. know. So yes, that's exactly what happens is I fall in love with like one thing and then you just stick eat to it. it all summer. Yeah. And then I learn about it and I learn like what it does and how it makes me feel. And then so when somebody else comes in and they're like, oh, I need this or I'm trying to get over coffee, but I just can't drink tea. Or I've had women's circles where we drink raw cacao. We put a little bit of honey and a little bit of flavoring in it, but it's also a heart opener. They use it in ceremonies in Central and South America. So we've done that a couple times too. So it's just it a beautiful a heart opener. Yeah. So when you drink raw cacao, you feel, and that's not what I'm drinking in the morning, but you feel, and it's an aphrodisiac, it increases circulation. So the idea is you can feel more. So all of a sudden like touch is kind of enhanced. In a women's circle, a heart opener would be like kind of in yoga, how they'll do yeah, opening, opening kind of, your chest yes, or it allows you to open up maybe a little bit more. It's really gentle and beautiful and you get a little giddy. Like we laugh. <laughs> it's because <laughs> you're in a women's circle. Right. You guys are just loving each other's presence. <laughs> Jody McKeed, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shannon.